touch it and describe it to me. Uh, just wood. Well, fine, fine. Walk to this window over here. Touch a spot on the window and describe it to me. This feels like glass. Well, that's because it is glass. Describe it. Describe it the best you can. Uh, well, it's smooth. Right. It's warm, warmer than the wood because the sun's coming through. Very good. Very good. Now walk to that wall again. Touch the spot. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. <laughs> staying in a beautiful hotel, Amal Villas, which boasts that you can see the Taj Mahal from every room. And I can vouch for this. Although I would have preferred not to, I had obviously eaten something that disagreed with me. Not I hastened to enter the hotel restaurant and found myself confined to the toilet one afternoon. And yes, you could even see the Taj Mahal from there. Success or failure? We all need our own personal survival kit to see us through. For me, it's feeding the ducks with my three grandchildren, making chill-out music compilations. I own hundreds of chill-out CDs, and I've even made one of my own. Kane, the London restaurant scene. Here's something you may not know about me. I haven't paid for a drink in over four years. I was fired. I was fired. I was fired, so sad to tell. Well, I never saw it coming. Jack in Lakewood, what's up, Jack? Yeah, regarding the situation with Bonkraft, uh, have you ever engaged in anything like that yourself? First of all, you're a moron for calling up with that nonsense. That's when that, not what you asked to call about. Okay, number one. All right, number two, uh, I have not. But you know what? You're just a jerk for even calling up the show and wasting our time with that. Brian, what's up, Brian? Chris And your host, Garth Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen.
You're standing right now with nine delegates from a hundred gangs. And there's over a hundred more. That's 20,000 hardcore members. 40,000 counting affiliates and 20,000 more not organized but ready to fight. 60,000 soldiers. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Authenticators are stolen us. The punch bowl has been spiked on today. What did you job Tom Turkis put some ecstasy in it? And now our beloved social studies teacher is out on the dance floor in a man diaper doing a cha-cha slide. Also, if you get shot with an arrow... Nothing is over! Nothing! You just don't turn it off! Hearing the sound collage? Nothing. What? Nothing. It's been silence. It's just me going. Oh, hey guys. guys! I just did the best sound collage of my whole life. <laughs> I'm sure it was. And it was a performance for two for me and Devlin. Are the only ones that heard it. I'm here at the Earwolf Studios, everyone. Welcome to the best show 2020, right? Best show 2020. Hurt, right? Hurt? Can you hear that? I can hear that. Yeah, man. Well, get ready. It's a bowling alley. Because I tell you now, ladies and gentlemen, the best show's back for 2020. Looking to punch some faces in this year. Ain't joking no more. Sick of the slack, and I was as responsible for the slack as anybody. Phoning it in. Letting the AP mics of the world drive the bus huge mistakes huge no more my fist your face that's the motto for 2020 my fist your face get ready cause it's best show time baby and the best show's back and here we go and let's do it and uh we're going to have a grand old time, and uh, you guys over there, keep uh, keep the uh, keep uh, the one line clear. That's all I say. You know what I mean, right? They don't know what I mean. I just, I just texted Dudio the deal. 
So let's start the best show the way we always do it. It's best show time. Welcome, everybody, to the year 2020. My name's Tom. I welcome you to the best show. And here we go. I'm only going to play a second of this, and we're just going to start the show. I ain't got time for this. We'll wait for the first chorus, and then it's best show time 2020. What's up? The number, 201-332-3484. Call the best show and talk to me tonight. Talking to new callers only, unless you want to talk about Grown Up 3, then I'll talk to anybody. Ah, yes. As the theme fades into the sunset, I tell you welcome. And who's there with me? Who's over there? I'm in Los Angeles. Who's in New Jersey? You got me, studio, and then you've got Mike. Running up with Mike right now. I love it. How are you, Mike? Mike's doing phones? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Mike. Studio, did you give Mike my text? I did. Good. I did. We're good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So what's uh, what's going on tonight, uh, Mike? A whole lot. You know? You're hanging, you're hanging tight? Tonight. Yeah. You pumped? Yeah, I'm pumped, man. Ugh. Yeah, I'm pumped, man. So uh, this is what I'm going to say to you, Mike, <laughs> and Dudio, and Pat. Pat, Pat is uh, doing other stuff. Uh, yeah, Pat was a little. Pat's a little under the weather. Well, I hope Pat. Pat, I hope you feel better soon, my friend. Um. So I says to you. So we're we're just gonna we're just gonna set some stuff up for 2020 best show, and we'll we'll talk more about that later. But I want to tell everybody right now the phone number two zero one three three two three four eight four. I'm here in Los Angeles. Got engineer Devin, not engineer Dev. Devin, his name's just Devin. How's it going, Tom? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. You fired up, yeah, my, my friend. Always good. I love it. Yeah, hey, you, Mike, you take a page from this guy's book. Yeah, yeah, don't just sleepwalk through life, Mike. I was listening to the uh, the earlier conversations. Yeah, he's on the ball. He is. He's yeah. he's gung ho. He's got his eyes on the prize, not his eyes on some weird Coors Light uh, neon sign. <laughs> Apparently, that's what you got your eyes on, Mike. You know what? In, in, in tribute to you, Tom. Yeah, I don't you, turn the light on. I don't good. turn the light on when oh, you're good, not. Good. Yeah. I, I thought you were saying tribute to me. You threw it in the garbage. Oh. <laughs> it's been dark the whole time. Good. Yeah. Well, put the light on tonight, Mike. Put it on. Right. Put it on. Put it on. You celebrate. You celebrate your love of Coors Light. Be proud of it. I will. I know they mock you, Mike. Right? Yeah. Well, maybe you don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Do you not know this? <laughs> no. Oh, boy. Yikes! Right? Some Whoops! Some names. You want some names? 
addresses. Well, I'd say just look across that table. I'd say the names are pretty easy. Yeah, the names. Just just zero in on the other human in the room with you, Mike. <laughs> I had a nice chat earlier on. Nah, Pat, Pat loves you, Mike. Pat loves you. Pat's, Pat's not the problem. Uh-huh. I'm not going to say who it is. I don't name names. I'm not a, I'm not a rat. I'm not a rat. It's not abundantly clear who this is. And I don't want to hear, if I hear from any rats out there, I'm telling you, if I find out you're a rat, yeah. I want nothing to do with you. Right? Like an, nothing like an internet rat. An internet rat. That's yeah. exactly how it goes. An online rat. You yeah. don't even know you, never met you. Yeah, an online rat, exactly. Rat you out. Yeah, they rat you out. They really gain all this stuff by, by uh, flapping their lips, huh? Right? Yeah. They gain so much. Now, nah, man, you know, I say about the rats, right? You walk them right into the river, right? Pied Piper style. Pied Piper style, right in the river. But no, no rats allowed here. But dude, you ain't no rat. No. Dude's a solid citizen. Yes. So I want to say this to you. So you all know. Uh, that the, 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 that I put out yesterday. Maybe you don't know. Maybe people don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I would assume anyone would know anything. Anytime I assume anything about myself is when I, when hubris, uh, lays me, puts me low. I assume somebody knows who I am. Any of the rare times I ever would have the, the, the hubris to assume that. And Mike, remember this hubris is what sunk the mighty Titanic. Not, not an iceberg. It was hubris and an iceberg. Yeah, and Harvey Weinstein. Right. Well, <laughs> Whoa. Why? Why was it Harvey? What? What did he do? Did he do Titanic? <laughs> I don't think he did. He had nothing to do with Titanic, Mike. <laughs> okay. Great. Our, our Hollywood, our, our beat report, our showbiz reporter. Yeah. And Harvey oh, Weinstein. I'm reading his book, Down in Dirty Pictures. You ever read it, Tom? It's an old book. I think I did read it. Yeah. Well, you read it now with all the hindsight. Mm-hmm. Whole, whole different story. Yeah. A lot of people uh, talking about how uh, they were uh, best buds with Harvey. Yeah, they just should reissue it now and call it Making of, the Monster, Making of a Monster. Mm-hmm. And uh, they'll clean up. Yeah, man. Clean it up. I get you. Who's uh, who's flapping their gums in that? Uh, Kevin Smith. Oh yeah, he's all over the place. He's his he's his twisted father figure. <laughs> he named he named his uh, he changed his name though. Did you know that, Mike? No, Kevin. No, he did. He actually just changed it uh, to Kevin Smith and S <laughs> because he adds that he adds that onto everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a weird verbal thing. Yeah. So, what you, did you see any movies, Mike? Yeah, I, I saw some movies. What you see? I saw Uncut Gems. Yeah. Did you like it? I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's your kind of movie. Mm-hmm. You could be one of the one of the folks in their movie, yeah. right? I, I could, could totally see that. I uh-huh. could. Couldn't you picture Mike going? Give me the money. I want the money. <laughs> Where's my money? Come on, Howard. Stop. Stop bleeping around with me. I want my money. I think I'd have to have a tire iron in my hand. No, I could I could picture I'm going to start putting you up for some roles like that. Oh, I appreciate that, Tom. 
Would you do that if you got a call? Would you do a movie like that? Yeah, I have so much ha- happening right now, Tom. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd have to talk to my agent. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't make any promises. I could picture you as one of the 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 uh, street scum in uh, a sa- uh, the Uncut Gems too, maybe. Yeah. Right. You could play yeah. some of this. You could play one of the street scum in that. I, I went low in that Liam Neeson uh, movie that they uh, that. Um, Somebody hooked me up with Rob, and I didn't even make the cut. So yeah, you're still you're still sore about that. I am. I am. What Liam Neeson movie was this? Oh, I've already forgotten the name of the movie. He did Take some. Mo- they did some movie, and then Mike got cut out of the final thing, and he still irked. Oh, they didn't make yeah. the final cut. <laughs> it was a scene in a. Uh, it wasn't just a video story. It was a. Uh, well, what were those videos that were coming out at the time where people got killed in them? What, what was it? What were they called? Like Faces of Death. No, there was, like, was the name, I can't think of it. Like torture, snuff things? Yeah, it's snuff, snuff. Yeah, snuff. yeah. yeah it, it, was a, it was a snuff film video store. Mm-hmm. I was the proprietor, proprietor of the oh. store. Yeah. So I, I guess I was supposed to feel. <laughs> so Liam Neeson came. So how did the, let's do the scene right now. Let's, let me see what you've got. <laughs> well, no, you're behind, no, 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 no. You're behind the counter. <laughs> you're forgetting one thing, Tom. What? Liam Neeson wasn't even in the scene. Well, he's in it now. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're behind the counter. Ding a ling a ling. That's a that's the little bell on the door ringing. Yeah, enter enter Liam Neeson. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Do you have any preferences? I'm looking for an adult movie. Yeah. But I mean, you know, what what's what's your fetish? Listen here, you sicko. And he like presses your head against the counter, right? Yeah. Grabs you by the scruff, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Right by the throat. He'll grab you by the throat. Mm-hmm. Presses your head against the counter. You tell your boss I'm coming for him. Right? I'll make sure he gets the message. <laughs> and then, then he takes some, uh, some lotion or something and dumps it on your head. Right? Lotion. Yeah, whatever's on the counter. Okay. Yeah. Well. Okay. That was not a bad scene, Mike. You were pretty good. Yeah. Did I sound like Did I sound like Liam Neeson? Yeah, you were good. Hmm. First time I ever did that. Somebody wanted to watch Taken Two at the bar the other day, so yeah. The sound of his voice Mm -hmm. is still in my ears. Yeah. Dudio, did you like my impression of uh, Liam Neeson? It was right on the money. Thank you, thank you, Dudio. I can always turn to you for. Overpraise. Yeah. <laughs> no. I would say. I would say. No, no, no. Look, look. I would be honest. Look, like, look. Man, I want it. I want it. Look, man. I wanted it. Now, I wonder what it would be like if Liam Neeson was hanging out with Sebastian Maniscalco. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. I was. I can't even do it. I lost it now. He's like, Pap. I'm like Pap. I got to get it back, right? I'm trying to do a show in Radio City. Is that it, Mike? Yeah, yeah. That's Good. It. Okay, I'll get it back. I'll get it back. Frozen yeah. ah. pop. Pop. My father. Oh, you're one up in me, eh? <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm just doing. No, the most- competition's good. Competition's most- good. <laughs> My exaggerated 
New York accent. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you to play some street scum in one of their movies, Mike. Okay. Yeah. I need drugs. <laughs> I'd be good in uh, barroom scenes. Yeah, barroom liquor, liquor store scenes. Just yeah. you know. What do you need? Yeah, I can do that. What's yeah. the fanciest? What's the fanciest drink you can make? Oh, because you, Mike, Mike works bar uh, through the through the through the beautiful city of Bayonne. If somebody well, comes in, what's what's your what's your go to uh, fancy drink? I don't do a lot of fancy drinks. Coors Light. No, Brandy uh, Alexander. No, every once in a while, I'm called upon to do a Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, how's that come out? <laughs> you know what? Nobody's ever rejected it. You know, so I think I'm doing a decent job. But the problem at Mass is that. Uh, Sometimes we don't always have all the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Do you have produce on hand? Do you have like <laughs> celery and stuff? They well, don't have all the ingredients. So I could go there and be like, yeah, I'd like to get a Bloody Mary. Be like, yeah, we don't have tomato juice. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I, I haven't improvised without tomato juice. How, how <laughs> would you feel about, how would you feel about some food dye in a in Coors Light? <laughs> Yeah, no, I haven't improvised without tomato juice. Good. Uh, well, yeah, well. I, I would inform the customer that we do not have tomato juice. Oh, well, thank, thank, thank the Lord for that, huh? <laughs> right, yeah. Mike? Yeah. So anyway, I put this Grown Ups 3 thing out. I wrote it back, uh, in, in like April or so. Grown Ups 3, my script, the, 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 the third in the franchise, Grown Ups 3. Why'd I do it? I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was funny. So I did it. Then I sat on it for a while as it got moved around town. And uh, then I decided it's time for the for the world to see it. And then it, uh, we put it online, and I will say this, that uh, Dudio and Martine did an outstanding job getting uh, the website together. And they did. And now it's, uh, now it's up and it's, uh, it's out for the world to see. You go to grownups3script.com and that's the number three. Grownups, www.grownups3script.com and the script's there. You can read it. I'm going to say it's, it is going to be the best thing I've ever done in my life. Well, is that script? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That will be my legacy, Grown Ups 3. And I'd love to see, I'd love to see, you know, I ain't seen no movie posters yet. Ain't nobody worked up no movie poster for it yet. Yeah. Right? Maybe we'll get that someday. Maybe somebody out there, some enterprising uh, 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 internet uh, pal will do that. Yeah, I already did the logo. Jason already did the logo. Very good, an outstanding job. Thank you, thank you. I wasn't fishing there. I'm just saying. No, I know. I don't worry. I know. 
Adam McKay, Adam McKay, Oscar award winner, Adam McKay for writing. What did he say? Top five movies of 2019. Grown Ups 3 is one of them. You see that? Oh, yeah. This guy co-created, uh, he co-created uh, Anchorman. Succession. All these things. Ricky, ba- uh, the, the, the legend of, uh, the, the Talladega Nights. Step Brothers. This guy's done some of the best stuff ever. He yeah. gets it. He gets it. Where's Vulture? Where's AV Club? They're coming. They're coming. I already, they already, they already reached out. They're oh, these, well, they're reached, but other places can. I want to hear. If you want, I'll, I'll, first, I'll talk, I'll talk, I'll talk to anybody about this thing. Now there's people who want to do productions of it. Like there's going to be a, like in Austin, they're going to do a reading of it. Yeah. Cold Town. Yeah. And they're going to do it for charity. You got to get some, uh, third graders to do a production. I'll, I'll, look, man, anybody wants to do anything with it, we'll mount the production. You let me know. Have you seen that kid's production of uh, Scarface yet? I did not. Uh, it's making around. But, yeah, you know, that'll go viral. What other movies do you see, Mike? I've been watching Criterion Channel quite a bit. What'd you check out on that? Well, they've been they've got a bunch of uh, Paul Schrader movies on there. Mm-hmm. So I, I rewatched some movies, but I there was some movies I hadn't seen before. Did you ever hear of Adam Re- Resurrected? He Adam did? Resurrected. No, I've not heard of that. Yeah. Based on a Israeli novel, so he didn't write it. Um, Jeff Goldblum's in it. Mm-hmm. What year is it from? You know what? I think it's like early two thousands. Okay. Seven, six in there. You know, what you're like Mike. You're like the you're you're like the you're like the demented version of that guy on uh, uh, on that film channel. That guy who sits in the chair. Mm-hmm. It's like our this next movie is called. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street, that guy. What's his name? I don't remember that guy. Who's the guy? You know what I mean? The film? Yeah, is it, with that, like, uh, Turner Classic? Yes, like a Turner Classic. Oh, yeah, yeah, Turner Classic. That person. guy. Yeah. yeah. You're like, you're like a demented version of that guy. <laughs> you're like, I'm okay. on a Criterion Channel. <laughs> I found a Paul Schrader movie. Uh, Nobody's. <laughs> We're going to get you somewhere. Mike, Mike, you're going to have a good 2020. Yeah. Telling you right now. Okay. Any merch plans? No merch in the works. This you time know, last year, you were ramming that dumb calendar down everyone's throats. <laughs> yeah. And you gave everybody, you sold through all of them. Sold out. Sold yeah. out. Yeah. I never got one. <laughs> me uh, me neither. No. Guy, guy, guy uh, gets a little tight. Guy gets a little tight when it comes to uh, sharing the inventory. We're, we're going. What, have been nice. what can I do? What have yeah. been real nice? All right, give me a give me a call. Give me a, a, a non line five call. Non line five. Line call. one is uh, on the topic. Well, hit it, hit it. Let's hear it. Line one, you're on the air. Hi, this is Colette from Athens. Colette from Athens. How are you tonight, Colette? Happy New Year. I'm Happy New Year, Tom. I'm doing just fine. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. To what do I owe the pleasure of this call, Colette? Uh, I just wanted to tell you that uh, Grown Ups 3 is brilliant. Um, it completely changed my conception of the Sandlerverse. Thank you. Um, and it reminded me of a, a, a near encounter that I had with Rob Schneider. Mm-hmm. Where was that? 
it was in Athens. Like there's a music festival in Athens that Rob Schneider sometimes attends, I think. Um, so like I was at a bar with some friends and, um, you know, like there's something like almost tragic about seeing like a famous person, like not get bothered at a, at a bar in a small town, like in New York, that'd be totally cool or like Los Angeles. But like, you know, I feel like in Athens, like if like the star of, uh, you know, the hot chick is in a bar and no one is talking to him. Mm-hmm. Star has faded pretty hard. Well, I, I gotta say this. Did you talk, did you speak to, did you speak to Rob? No, I really wanted to. I was, I was stopped by a friend, uh, who is like, kind of like the, the one person, like, cause I've, I've told you about my previous encounters with like movie people, right? Cause they never go very well. Yeah. You, I, I've heard a couple things. I, I, I believe so. That you, uh, but you didn't want to. You didn't want to slide all the chips in on Rob Schneider. No, I mean, I think he was there with his kid. Um, and and my plan was to go over to Rob Schneider and tell him how important the hot chick was to the transgender community. Mm-hmm. Um, then you then you thought twice about it because you didn't mean it. Uh, well, actually, no, that's not like, true. Um, you mean you know, it a little bit to me. Yeah. I owned that movie on VHS and I watched it all the time when I was a kid. Okay. Um, like the, the Adam family movies, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's, a uh, it's worth going back and, uh, and, and critically reevaluating the happy Madison films, the, the oeuvre, the oeuvre. Yeah. And that's why this, uh, grown of three thing I wrote, I love it. I'm so proud of it. People would say, why would you write that? Love it. You know why? Because I don't care. Because I had an idea. And I was a little boy with an idea. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do to stop a little boy with an idea. No. How long did it take you to write? Guess how long it took me to write. Like six hours. Oh, well, that's the most insulting thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that that truly hurts my feelings. Six hours. Six hours. Yeah. Those were, those were six intense hours. Six hours. 50, 52 pages. Six hours? I don't know. Colette, Colette, I got to say this. We're shaking things. This is how we're starting 2020. Hang up on Colette. Hang up on Colette. No, no. This is it. Go. Hang up. Wow. Six hours. Six hours. That's the, that's the same length as a shift at masses for me. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been sitting there typing. Six hours. <laughs> All right. Any other good lines? Let's uh, do uh, line five. three. Give me five. You want five? Yeah. Here we go. Line five, you're on. Hey, Tom, Bradwin and Silver Newbridge, first time, long time. Brad, Bradwin? Bradwin, yes. Brad, Bradwin. How are you, Bradwin? I'm good. Uh, what's shaking in Weirdo Wood? Oh, uh, not a whole lot. Just kind of enjoying, uh, being here in Los Angeles and, and, uh, it's, 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 it's nice. I like it. I like it's it, Bradwin. What's that? It's a whole different vibe, right? It is a whole different vibe, yeah. Yeah, I enjoy it, bra, bra. Brad, Bradwin or Broadwin? Bradwin, Bradwin, what, yeah, okay. Bradwin. Okay, Broadwin. okay. 
No, 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 no. B-R-A-D, like Brad, like Brad Whitford, of, uh, kind of the unsung axman in Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. You think and, so? I think, you think people don't talk about him as much as Joe Perry? Well, here's a tidbit. I don't know if you knew this, but amongst the Aerosmith uh, camp, yeah, Brad Whitford, Tom Hamilton, and Joey Kramer are known within the organization as the LIT. The LIT. What does that stand for? The less interesting three. This is true. So people, when you say people in the Aerosmith camp, who are you talking about? I, I'm talking about the band and management. That they just refer to three of the f- five members of Aerosmith as the less interesting three. They do. They do. Someone on, on, on your staff can, can Google that. I think it's, I think it's out there. I, I actually, when you, the only thing I could think of when you said in the Aerosmith camp, all I could think of is what if Aerosmith opened a camp? Like Camp Aerosmith. I, I'm pretty into it. I, I think. Well, you know, those guys were were nature dudes from New Hampshire at the beginning. Nate, they were nature dudes. Oh yeah. Have Have you not read the oral history? Oh my goodness, so much, so much filth in there. I didn't read the oral history of Aerosmith, but they would walk around the woods and stuff. Well, they're from New Hampshire. Stephen Stephen Tyler and Joe Perry. That's, I think that's where they met up in New Hampshire at, at a camp. So they're they're nature guys, so I don't think it's out of, out of their realm of expertise. I mean, sure, they've suffered insane cocaine damage, but uh, that doesn't that never kept anyone from being a counselor, as far as I know. But you could picture them doing like games, like like tug of war, would be like draw the line. You like you draw the line, then you then you do the tug of war, right? I don't get the draw the line part. Okay, well, it's a one of the. Never mind. Um, what can I, no, no, skip it, just skip it. Just, like, I have gaping holes. Like, I know, I know about the LIT, but I don't know any song titles. Yeah, that's a weird thing. You got some inside information on, on how the business goes down, but you didn't know one of their hits. Whatever. That's fine. Very weird stuff. Hey, speaking of Hollywood. Yeah, what's that, Broadwin? Well, well, I'm sure you were there, but I didn't get to watch the Golden Globes because I had to help my pastor bury something. But I heard Ricky Gervais killed. He is, uh, he's a, he's a tough customer. You he, know what I mean? Loaded. Yeah. Yeah. He, he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, he goes all out. Goes to the, goes right for the juggler. Mm-hmm. And, and Perhaps, perhaps you can confirm this. I've only, uh, I've, I don't know if it's true or not, but is he an atheist? Because I think I heard him say it only one time. I am not entirely sure. I you know, no. I don't. I like. I like his comedy because he keeps it. He keeps it pure and keeps 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 business like that out of it. Very pure, very pure, and, and when he laughs at something, he says it's never, it's never fake. It's never a fake, shrill, overpowering, no punishing laugh that interrupts everyone's concentration and celebrates his own success only in comparison to people who have less than him. It's none of that. 
in a word, it's warm. It's very, it's very warm, and you know who, who would know whether or not this is true or not. It is Andy Kindler, who I think runs a Ricky Gervais news group. He does. He runs. He runs the. He runs the Fun Club. Fun Club. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna write Fun Club. Ricky Gervais's Fun Club. He's the he's the president of that. Right. And he uh he's pretty tight with Ricky. Also, it's just he I like that he just calls himself Ricky. It's just Ricky now, like Cher. It's just Rick yeah, just Ricky. It's like certain people you just know them by the by the first name, Jack, right? Exactly. Yeah, Jack Black. But Nicholson, actually. So I thought but Okay. Or uh or uh like Arnold. Arnold from Happy Days. Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger, yes. Yeah. That was my second my second. Hey, speaking of the film world. Yeah. I know you used to be in the entertainment industry, but maybe you've still got some contacts. Okay, Can that's you not true. Um, we'll find out if the original title of you know of this Roger Ailes movie bombshell was um hitting those hard t's yeah yeah hitting those hard that's because like i don't know this movie right bombshell which is the one which has uh uh margot roby and and uh nicole kidman and uh charlie Theron. when she always really hits the T's hard in that. It's a, it's insane. Yeah. When she's playing, cause she's playing Megan Kelly. Right. Right. And, and, and I'll be honest, I don't, Oh my God, what's going on out there? What? What's that? Broadwin. I'm here. It sounds like there's a third party on the line. Is there a third party on the line? Very interesting sounding. I can't hear anything. Now it's gone. Is there anything on New Jersey? I'm talking, trying to talk to a caller, for goodness sake. I, I, I feel good now. It's gone. Whatever it was, it sounded like a child playing on streets of Jersey City or something. Bro- bro- Broadway, I apologize. Oh, it's, it's fine. It's uh-huh. fine. I, yeah. I've got all night. Okay. And I all night to listen to me. Because, mm-hmm. well... <laughs> All right. Well, we were talking about the hard T's and and I I have never, I haven't given enough attention to Megyn Kelly. So I don't know if that's a true portrayal of her voice. I assume it is because Charlize Theron is is a, is a great, great actress, but it it was just very interesting to me that she, you know, that, that, the heavy T and and it got me thinking of something. I love, I love when you do Joe Namath. Oh, th- thank you, Broadwin. Thank you. Greatest thing. I appreciate it. Thank you, my friend. Because it's a similar vibe. Yeah. I was wondering. I was wondering if you would do a little riffage with me, where you are Joe Namath and I'm interviewing you. I'm Megan Kelly, and it's the Megan Kelly Show, and I'm interviewing Joe Namath. Can we do that, please? Please. Sure, sure. Let's do a little bit of it. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> And five, four, three, two—they never say the one on TV. No, they don't. I guess I guess because it creates a, a certain amount of space. Exactly, exactly. I think it's for what they call editing. 
Okay, so here we go. Five, four, three, two. Today on the Megan Kelly Show, we have football great Joe Namath. Joe, we know you as a great quarterback, but what people might not know is that you have one of the country's largest comic book collections. Joe, what is your favorite comic book? Well, uh, Megan, thank you for that uh, uh, amazing question. I really enjoy when I get any opportunity to uh, talk all about my uh, comic book collection. Uh, probably my uh, most proudest uh, comic book is uh, Daredevil uh, number two I have. It's uh, in mint, mint minus condition and i really like to uh look at the pages of daredevil number two often when i'm uh laying around in my home i love when people say often when they hit the t and often Mm -hmm. do you what if you know would be a good one would be is uh joe namath talking to uh uh to uh to jimmy hoffa from the Irishman. Okay, how, how, I, I I've only seen uh, uh, three hours of this, so I I, I can't really. Yeah. Do it. Well, you didn't get in in two more hours. Uh, Jimmy Hoffa shows up in the movie. You're gonna be. It's gonna be exciting because right now you're probably saying to yourself, "What is this movie about?" With a tw- uh, uh, Robert De Niro looking like he's the love child of Alec Baldwin and Robin Williams. And with these insane blue eyes that uh, that make it look like he's Bill Bixby on the Hulk. That's exactly it. Oh my which God. I do. I do have to credit uh, uh, Ronnie, uh, our friend Ronnie, for saying that line. But I'm sorry, Ronnie. I'm not stealing your stuff. That's dead on. That's dead on. Hey, speaking of television. Yeah. I heard this rumor between Seth at the gym the other day that you were going to be the fifth impractical joker for this next season, but you tested so poorly because people thought you were an animal. Well, that's uh, very insulting. That that's that's hurtful. So people were watching and they thought I it was like the four impractical jokers and an animal. Yes, but I, I gotta say, in, so, in some some cases, that's just down to to, to choice of clothing. Uh huh. Yeah. That I was wearing stuff that made me look like some sort of. Do you even know what animal they thought I was? Did people at the gym? Well, the guy I was talking to, I, um, the actual word he used was gorilla. A gorilla. Okay. A gorilla. Yeah. yeah. Sure. No. Well, I'm uh, I'm not a gorilla or gorilla, but sure. Okay. Well, that's still hurtful. Uh, I will. I all, all I can say on that matter is uh, I, I like to try different things out in my career, and uh, I'm blessed by the opportunities. And sometimes they don't all entirely work out, and I appreciate uh, the tenderloins. Uh, and impractical jokers for the opportunities. Hey, there's always next season. That's what that's what I say, you know. And um, um, let's get let's have some fun, okay? I feel like I brought you down, and that that was a little not, bit, 
nor my nor my intention. I'm yeah, sorry. A little bit. Okay, let's bring the vibe up. Okay, my my buddies and I play this really fun game, and I'd love to do a round with you if if you've got just a few minutes to do it. Sure. What is the game? Well, the game is called "What Would Have Happened If," and it's it's kind of like that board game called "What If," but there's just two more words in the title of this game. Okay. Okay. So basically, how it works is you just pick a person or an event. And you have two minutes to paint a picture of what you think would have happened if some crucial part of that early story didn't occur. Okay. 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 So I'll start and I'll do one first. Okay. Okay. All right. Let me just think. Show me, show me how it's done. Okay. I think of a good one. Hang on. Um, Got it. Okay. All right. What would have happened if Fonzie from Happy Days never met the Cunninghams? What would have happened if Fonzie, the character from Happy Days, yeah, never never crossed paths with the the Cunningham family, who kind of became uh, a surrogate family to him? Exactly. Exactly. They they they. As far as I remember, they they really steered him off the the bad path and and kept him on the the right path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, here's what I, okay. I think would have happened. I think Fonzie would have become more bitter and disappointed as his life went on because he knew he wasn't on the same playing field intellectually as most of the young people he was coming into contact with. I mean, let's face it, he, he had little education, no real prospects other than a lifetime as a mechanic in a tertiary city known for its production of bland alcohol and even blander alcoholics. Uh, I think the ensuing depression compounded with a lack of sense of purpose would eventually drive Fonzie to take more and more chances with negative, reckless behavior. You know, whether it's it's dangerous driving, fighting, petty thievery. And, you know, on a, on a relationship business uh, level, you know, uh, that, that F and Chuck behavior on display when we first meet Fonzie on, on the Happy Days show, you know, it already, it already kind of reveals him as a chauvinist at best. But an emotionally abusive, philandering creep is probably a more apt description of him. And I think it would only be a matter of time before Fonzie took advantage of and basically knocked up at least two vulnerable teenage girls who were already drawn to erratic narcissist father figures. I mean, imagine Fonzie as a parent. Can you? I mean, it's 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 crazy. There's there's really no reference to him having a well, like a, a problem with drugs or anything. But I I think we all know it would only be a matter of time before he was drinking like a, a pint of hooch at breakfast just to face another day, mm-hmm. you know, and, and between the humiliation of being unable to provide for his growing and unwanted family and his always simmering rage, you and I both know that Fonzie would eventually find himself scoring age in East Milwaukee with money he stole from his auto shop boss. Uh-huh. But that's not where it ends, Tom. Nope. Okay, so it doesn't end with Fonzie becoming uh, doing heavy, heavy, dr- hard drugs. 
No, oh no, no, no. Tom, pretty soon the night prowls start. Okay, what are the night prowls? Well, at, at first it's sorry, it's really it's dry. Well, it's emotional. No, it's well, it's dry, but it's also emotional because it's, it's a beloved American uh, pipe. You know, yeah, and, yeah. So basically, it just starts out as peeping Tom stuff. Okay. But but soon, but soon that's not enough. You know, he needs to enter the house. So so he's not. It's not enough for him to get his jolly staring in a window. No, oh no, no, no. At first it is. Okay. But, you know, needs to go inside and he needs to let the owners know that he's been there. Mm-hmm. And then the sickness really takes hold. What year do you think we're talking about now? I, I, we're talking first season. So this is like 50s. He's, he's this guy in the 50s. This is, I think we're talking about like 57. Okay. Wow. At this point, at this point, it's not just enough to go in the houses. He needs to kill. Okay. And he finds victims nobody will miss. Transients, drifters, people of the evening. I mean, essentially, this guy's Dahmer 40 years before Dahmer in the same city. Wow. It's pretty crazy, right? It is. And and his his reign of terror on Milwaukee, it, it's horrific, and it lasts years. And he becomes known as the Beer City Butcher, the Blood Brewer, the Windbreaker Killer. Remember that? He wore a windbreaker in that first season. He did wear a windbreaker because the network didn't want him wearing a, a leather jacket because they made him look like a, a hoodlum. Right? And And it's like... That's even less cool than a high school glee club letter jacket, if you ask me, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just not cool. It's just it isn't cool. And, and here's here's the thing: nobody ever discusses about Fonzie. He wasn't a big guy. No, he's probably like five six, five five, right? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I really do think that Richie Potsy and maybe even Ralph individually would have been able to overpower him given the right circumstances. Sure, just if they had the if they had the the like the the confidence. Yeah, yeah, or just like one crucial step ahead of him in, in a fight, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I'll tell you if that happened, once word of Fonzie getting his ass kicked by a nerd made it to the kids down at Arnold's. Mhm. Huge death blow to Fonzie's self-esteem, and you know what that means? What's that mean? Hello, cheese state strangler. What? What? I okay. Well, I don't know what that means. No, that's that's Fonzie. That's like that's another nickname that he becomes the cheese steak strangler. Cheese state S T A T E. Oh, okay. That's what threw me. Okay, he's the cheese state strangler. Exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah. And so we'll cut to the end here. In a cruel twist, Fonzie ends up sentenced to the electric chair for the carjacking and bludgeoning of a local hardware store owner who was just on his home, his way home from work in the summer of 1962. Oh, I see this. I see where this is going. One Howard Cunningham of 565 Clinton Drive. Yeah. So it, it would say it's, 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 they it's never find the head. They never found his head. 
They never find the head. And then I guess that would mess things up that Richie would not become a, a journalist. Oh, he, he, he would have become like a, he would have been an institution. He would have been, been so messed up. Oh mm. my God. Okay. Now you do one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a little joyous, but it's just a fun game. Yeah. No, it is a fun game. I guess I could do one. Um, what if, okay, here's a, here's a popular one I'll do, but I'll, I'll, I'll do it in my own style. What if in 1970, the Beatles didn't break up? Oh. Like, what if they were all fighting and then say someone got them to the table to have another meeting and to be like, we got, we can figure this out, right? Right. Okay. And instead of blowing the whole thing up, they, decide to just give it some space and they'll they'll pull together so i i guess i would think that <clears throat> abbey road would come out and then let it be comes out and right. then then maybe they all take a breather for a year start doing different music for a year with other people right each right. one puts out like john lennon puts out the plastic ono album and paul mccartney puts out his first solo album George Harrison puts out All Things Must Pass, which then puts him like in the lead because his, that's the, that's the, so when they, they start to reform, George Harrison's got a different attitude now with it. Oh my God. Like he's just like, Hey, I'm not some, I'm not just taking a back seat here anymore. It's, it's not just the two of you guys and me and Ringo. It's not like the two winners and the two losers. There's only one loser in the band now, Ringo. So, so he hasn't had any of his solo hits yet uh, during this hiatus. George, Ringo. Oh, I Ringo. Mean. No, no, Ringo. Ringo has not because he he would put out the same dumb albums he put out, uh, the country album and the album of standards, sentimental journey. And it's always funny when these people say like. I recorded it for my mother. It's like, well, you can do other things for your mother too. The rest of us don't have to buy the thing for your mother. Yeah, you, know, you could right. buy yeah, your like, mother a boat or something. Yeah, yeah. I did it as a tribute to my mother. It's like, okay, great. What's that? Sand, sand the back deck. Yes, yeah, sand the back deck and tribute to your mother. Yeah. So yeah. they come back together, say around like seventy-two. Mm-hmm. And George is now just like I'm kind of the I'm an equal here in the thing. Ringo does now Ringo that means he doesn't have any of those hits, any of the like photograph and all those things really don't happen for him. Right. So he gets kind of embittered. Then the 70s start rolling along. The Beatles put another mm-hmm. album out in like 72, 73, say. What's it called? Please please have a name for it. Um what would be, let's see, uh, uh, let's, like, uh, l- lipstick daydreams. Oh, nice. I was gonna say butterscotch something, but that's good. No, maybe, maybe I, I like what you just said. What if it's called, what if it's, what are like four different candies that they could each think that they're the candies? You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, and it's like the, the sleeve is a candy box. Yes. And it's four slots in the candy box. Like you can lift this. It'd be a really expensive package because it's like the Beatles are back. 
with their new album, Butterscotch. I don't want to do fudge. Butter. A word that doesn't go with candy, like butterscotch concrete. So each of them, so they're not like concrete. So I thought each one, I thought like George would say like, I'm butterscotch. And like, all right, they'd all, all right. pick a flavor that they would embody. They'd all be right. I got it. I got it. Yeah. So, what candy flavor would Ringo be in a in like a chocolate assortment? No. What if it's what if it's like caramel, butterscotch, nougat? Well, the English are always talking about marzipan. Yeah, so it's got that right. So, what if it's marzipan, butterscotch? Like George is. John is marzipan. Perfect. John is marzipan. George is butterscotch. Paul is nougat, right? Yeah, yeah. And then Ringo is just like cream filling. Like he's all, <laughs> he's the one that no one wants. Like when you get those boxes. Yeah, yeah. Like well, he's terrible. What's that? I hate the jelly. Do you like the jelly? No, the, he should just be the jelly then and the jelly, right? Yeah. So it comes out, they put an album out, they're huge again. All the stuff that would end up on like Band on the Run and Imagine starts going on like Beatles albums. So it's like, holy moly, these guys are putting together some great albums now. Right. But then what rolls in? Punk. <gasps> Wait, oh my God, yeah. And you could picture John. Couldn't you picture the damned trying to get John Lennon to produce that first album? Oh yeah, I think he'd. I think he'd be into punk, don't you? I think he'd be into punk, but would be really bad at it. Yeah, well, like, I he was live during punk, but I, I don't remember him doing anything. No, he would miss. He would think he understood punk, right? But would not be good. Would clearly not understand it. Would he still be holding his guitar too high? I think he he would get rid of that hollow body guitar. Yeah. And he'd switch right. to like, like what's a what's a punk guitar? Like a Mars right? Like Johnny Ramone played? Maybe? Sure. Like he would maybe like he would start hanging out with because if he came to New York at that point, he would maybe if he was more actively engaged in music still and didn't like pull away, he would be more like on the punk scene. Tonight at Max's, John Lennon and the, the um, and and the Razorblades. Yeah, tonight tonight at Max's suicide. The bill would be, <laughs> what, if it's, what if it's like, he, what if he started a punk band called Johnny Punk? <laughs> Johnny, right, yeah. Johnny Punk and the, and the, and the, what would it be, the Razor Blades? What if, you know, what if it was John Lemon? John Lemon and the Mohawks. <laughs> what if that was it? Yeah. And then, like, when the Beatles come back to do their next album, he's punk on it. He's still punk. And then Ringo would be full-on disco at that point. Also has the shag. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I want to do a disco song on the new record. <laughs> it's called Disco Drama. <laughs> <laughs> they call me Disco Drama. Right, I like to dance around, <laughs> <laughs> and then they would go into the eighties. 
they were like oh a new wave. Then suddenly they're like a new wave would enter the picture. And you picture Paul, Paul would go so deep into new wave. Right. He would maybe, he would maybe even get, uh, uh, what was his name? Tom, uh, Tom Bailey to, to, to produce their record. From yeah. The Suddenly they would be just like, I want to get, I want to get the Thompson twins guy in to do our new record. I don't like the Thompson Twins. They're not disco enough. And then, of course, somebody would probably say that I'm not going to play any of that ass music. Of course, because they were then they then they would get canceled. Right. Then that would be it for the Beatles. Well, I loved. See, you're a natural at this game. Yeah. Oh, why? Thank you. I didn't even get to them going into like. 80s, like they would dress like Steve Winwood did or Phil Collins. Remember when those guys wore those loose pastel suits? Yes, yes. Like you picture a Beatles album would be just called Loose Suits. The Beatles are back with their new album produced by Bob Clearmountain, Loose Suits. Loose Suits. It, it, it only makes it to number 79. Yeah. And then they end up in the queen slot in Live Aid. Yes. Because they need to do the comeback. What if they blow it, though? Well, yeah, what if they were terrible? They come out, they're just like un- under-rehearsed. And, and they didn't have like a dynamic front guy. They didn't. A, a single focus point. Yeah. They didn't. So he would come out, they'd come out, they'd be G- George... John would be like a little too confident to be like, I think you all know this next one and starts playing the wrong song or something. Right. Or he wants yeah. to play like I dig a pony. Yeah. Like they're working up to set list. Paul's like, we go to start with, Hey Jude. And then Whoa. John is like, John's like, why don't we start with, I dig a pony. And then like they eat it uh, at live aid in front of the world. Real bad. Then, then they, um, yeah, then what would they do? The kinks petered. Remember how the kinks just kind of petered out at the end? And started playing small, like suddenly like the Beatles would play like the Beatles, three nights at the Beacon Theater. Tonight at the TLA in Philly. Yeah, they're just playing like smaller places. Tonight at, tonight at the bottom, the, was it the bottom end? At the bottom of the hill in San Francisco? <laughs> no, no. What was the place in New York? Bottom line? Yeah, bottom line. Yeah. Tonight at the bottom line, the Beatles. Two shows. The two shows. Early show and a late show. Early show sold out. <laughs> Tickets still at the door for the late show. <sighs> and they just kind of, yeah, they kind of just fade out slowly. Then they would break up and then get back together and be like straight up nostalgia. Right. Well, what, if, what if the, what if they came back and 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 they uh, they did one of those uh, all tomorrow's parties? Yeah, like they they kind of curated one. Yeah, and it was the worst attended one. Yeah. I want to add a band to the lineup. They're called Shellac. <laughs> They're going, to, they're going to play at 4 a.m. Ringo super into... Ren and Ringo signs to touch and go. 
I'm working on a new album with the digits. <laughs> Corey says he wants the digits to back me. <laughs> I'm playing with Michael Gerard from Killdozer. <laughs> so I did one. There you go. I loved it. You're a champion at oh, this. You're, thank you. You're, you're oh my god. And and I hope this isn't a big ask, but I would love a favor right now. What what's that, Broadwin? Would would you let me have this opportunity to announce my my, my new charity? What what is your new charity? It's called the Ice Glove Challenge. The what, what the Ice Glove Challenge. What is the Ice Glove Challenge? Well, surely you remember the Ice Bucket Challenge, right? Sure, yeah. Well, this is just like that, only instead of dumping a bucket of ice water over your head, you pick up a boiling giant hot steel mug full of bubbling lava, and you see how far you can carry it while wearing a giant glove made of five-inch thick ice. Mm-hmm. And you get your friends to pledge 10 bucks for every foot you walk before the ice disintegrates. Okay. And I nominate you, Tom Sharpling, to do the Ice Glove Challenge. What an honor, right? Wait, the, I mean, I would wear a glove made of ice that's like, you said, five inches thick? Super thick, yeah. But yeah. I would also be carrying a mug filled with, you said, lava? It, yeah, it's it's like a... Steel was the wrong word. It's like a it's like a cauldron, but it's in the shape of a mug. Okay, and it's, okay. Well, it's the, bubbling lava. Well, this I gotta just say, this sounds very dangerous. And how how many people have done this to date? You'd be the first. Why? Well, it just sounds really really risky. But it's a really big honor. Is it? It's, yes, it is. It is for charity. Uh-huh. I I don't know about this. This sounds like a huge physical health risk here. Look, you don't use that tone with me, you coin-operated weasel fart. Wait, what did you just call me? Oh, you heard me. I called you a coin-operated weasel fart. Well, guess what, Broadwin? I'm not going to do your dumb challenge. Yes, you are. Uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm really, and you're really driving me nuts, buddy. Calm down, honey, please. Please. What's going on there? Oh, it's it's my eight-year-old daughter, Jaden Antoinette. Hang on. Isn't that funny? 
Look, you new Hollywood trash, I'm going to take your head and bat it around like Mort Seagram at the 1984 Ball Olympics if you don't do this, okay? Okay, no, I'm not doing it, Broadwin. I don't care what you say or how tough you talk. Look, I will beat your ass. I, I really uh, Okay, I'd like to see you try. Yeah, well, look in the mirror because it's the last time you're going to see your face that way. Oh, okay. You're real, you're real, real, real. Uh... Daddy? What? Okay, okay, just, just don't bite the dog, honey, please. Okay, okay, I'll sing it, I'll sing it. Daddy is a stupid head. He doesn't know mommy hates him because he makes less money than literally all of our neighbors and his car SSD. Are you going to do what it is or not, you filth pig? Filth? I can't believe you just called me a filth pig. Oh, I wasn't talking to you that time. I was talking to Jaden Antoinette. <laughs> it was a rare moment of courage. Believe me, they don't come often. Uh, for you, what? Oh, no. What? She's really mad, Tom. Oh, my God. Her eyes are glowing, and there's a veritable waterfall of drool coming from her mouth. It's sick. Remember when Dee Wallace sees the dog and says, Cujo, you're rabid. Uh-huh. Well, welcome to literally every day over here at our house. It's crazy. So you're just trapped? What are you, like a prisoner? Basically, yes. It's it's sick and it's scary. Mm-hmm. No. E- equal parts sick and scary? It's like 70 sick. 30 scary, but it, it varies. It goes back and forth a lot. Sure. Well, it's exhausting. Oh, I'm sure it is. Well, that's... It's... Ex- it's... Oh, I can barely stay awake at this point. Oh, no, Jaden Antoinette, no! Oh, my God. Why on earth did I give my poorly behaved eight-year-old child a real whip for her birthday? Oh, no, Jaden Antoinette! You're right there. Hello, Broadwin. Wow, that's a, it's a geez. You clear that line, I guess. I guess he might not be. That was upsetting. That was really upsetting. I didn't like that. Didn't like it. <clears throat> Any other calls in New Jersey? Oh yeah. Who's that? Is that is that you, uh, Dudio? It's his Dudio. How are you? How are you, my friend? I was a little uncomfortable with him calling you a filth pig. Thank you. I probably turned out he was. He was talking to his child. That was oh. kind of a relief, and uh, it was worse at the same time. Yeah. Let's go with line three. You're on. Hello. Hello, Tom. Hello, Tom. Hi. Hi. To whom am I speaking? This is Todd from Olympia. Todd from Olympia. What's up, Todd? I am talking to you for the first time. I've been listening forever and ever, and so I'm one of those callers. First time 
Long time. Well, Todd, I welcome you. I welcome you to the best show. Welcome. How's, how are things in Olympia? Who's the best band from Olympia? Who is it? You know. I know. Who's the best band ever from Olympia? Well, I mean, you might say be happening. I'm going to say unwound in this situation. Yeah, well, you're, you'd be slightly wrong, my friend. So sorry. Yeah. Okay. So sorry. It's beat happening. Mm-hmm. Beat happening. Yeah, they are. Oh, I know. I know they're good. You think I didn't think they were good? Oh, no, of course. I know you talk about them a lot, and I appreciate them very, very much. But now, what, is, what is your first name again, my friend? Todd. Todd. Who's the best Todd ever? Rundgren? Oh, man. Hansen? Abramson? Todd Phillips? Phil- Todd Phillips. <laughs> he might not even be the best Todd Phillips. <laughs> you got me on that one. I, I didn't watch his Joker yet. I didn't watch this. I want to see it. I'm all over it. Mike, Mike's, you know, giving it his uh, two thumbs up, I think. Of course um, he would. Of course yeah. he would. Of course Mike would. Yeah, I like it. Mike, I like Mike. Mike doesn't like Mike. Mike doesn't like ninety nine percent of movies, but then he he likes uh, he likes the movies that what's his face. He loves these movies that ha, ha, what's his name again? Hal Ashby. He loves that guy's movies. His movies. I saw one. I saw one of these movies, and it was basically it was Jack Nicholson. Uh, he was like reading the menu at a restaurant. He's like, I want a chicken salad sandwich. Right? And Mike's on the edge of his seat. Ooh, I wonder if he's going to ask for lettuce and tomato. And then there's one where it's he's dressed like a, sa- a sailor, and he's walking all around dressed like a sailor, right? And I'm just like, this is the most boring thing I've ever seen in my life. Got walking around dressed like a sailor. With what's his face? Dennis Quaid. Oh. Boring as the day is long. <laughs> what are you, Santa Claus? I'm afraid of giving my opinion because I love how Ashby. You give me your opinion. You say whatever you want. You just like to. Uh, you're pushing buttons. No, man. Hal Ashby. I love the guy. Good for you. Good for you. Guy, guy, guy's a, a living legend, but he just made some movies that are uh, that are not uh, not that good. Well, okay. Okay. Do you have any questions for me as a first time caller? I've got, I can answer anything you'd like. Do I have any, do I have any, any, wait, wait, do I have any questions for a new caller? Yeah. Well, how long have you been listening to the show, my friend? I've been listening, I'm pretty sure since like right at the end of the PD era, like the first year of Mike, right around there. The end of the PD era? Yeah. Well, that's a long time ago, man. And I got a CD from my friend Julie. Shout out to my friend Julie in Seattle, who gave me the Rot Rock and Roll in 2001, I think. Mm-hmm. Olympia. And how was that? And I shared it with all my friends, and it was amazing. And then I moved to Portland, and I met a bunch of FOTs. And yeah, so, and then I moved back to Olympia. Made you laugh a little bit? Tons. Are you kidding? You're, you're a very important part of my early 
uh, podcasts listening world, and I started listening live, and yeah, you, yeah, you're a very important part of my life. Well, you're sweet to say that, my friend. I appreciate it. Do you have any questions for me? Gosh, I haven't been. I, I purposely didn't go live tonight because I was so nervous. I didn't want to. I wanted to stay in my my zone so I could like. That's all right. Don't you don't worry about it. You don't worry about it. What uh? What, 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 so you tell me, my friend. What what are your highlights for uh? What are you what are you looking to do for twenty twenty? Twenty twenty is going to be huge. I uh, I bought a house a couple of years ago, and I'm just constantly working on it. I put a gym in my basement, and a really amazing stereo system down there. So it's going to be like listening to the best show, working out. Just it's like a sort of a like a. I love basements, and it just it's it's my favorite place to be, and it, it's turning into like a really cool space. So. Mm-hmm working on that constantly and uh, working on my house and yeah just living life I love it I love it alright buddy you have a great uh, you have a great 2020 I'll talk to you soon hey. thanks for calling huge okay you take care any more calls yep let's go to line two you're on hello Mr. Sharpling is this you it, it's me yes to whom am I speaking uh, this is uh, Mike from Minneapolis. Mike from Minneapolis. What's up, Mike? Hello, sir. Well, I was uh, just congratulating <clears> you <throat> and probably everybody else is on that unbelievably fine piece of writing that you submitted on that website. It was. I'm only halfway through, and it's just uh, it's very, very entertaining, sir. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the nice words. So um, I'm not giving any spoilers away, but there's a uh, meta quality to the thing that people have probably hinted to. And that made me think of, uh, we were having this discussion, uh, my friends and I, about what inevitably the, uh, the Prince tribute movie is going to be. Cause we're from, I'm from Minneapolis and we talk a lot about said things up here. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, we were thinking it would be more, it would be better, better, not just because it's another Minnesota person. Remember that, uh, movie that had, Kate Blanchett in and everybody's interpretation of uh, Bob Dylan. Remember that thing? What was it called? I'm, I'm not there. I'm not there. That's what it was called. Yeah, I'm not there. So I think a, a fine take uh, on Prince's thing would be something analogous to I'm not there and maybe like like have, we were thinking like uh, Janelle Monet. she's a big uh, Prince-aholic. And she's a pretty good actor. She's been in a couple of good movies. And then the uh, the uh, the Glover, the what's it? Uh, it's not Danny Glover, Corey Glover, Crispin Glover. It's yeah, Donald Glover, Donald Glover, that Glover, that yes. one, Donald Glover. Yeah. So I think that would be um, I think that'd be a fine idea. And then we were thinking, and not, and uh, from reading the thing today, I think you'd be obviously somebody who would. Uh, I don't know, writing it or, or whatever, but it would, it just seems like it would, it would much benefit from a, a meta commentary where people are portraying and commenting outside and it's all very meta and fun. And so I was just thinking, while I was reading that, I'm thinking, oh boy, this would be great if he took this to a, 
like a Prince story. That'd be awesome. Because, of course, the point is that we've already had the Prince origin story, so we don't need that again. Mm-hmm. His right. own time. So I was thinking, well, this is a this is a job for Mr. Tom Sharpling. That's what I was thinking. Well, you're sweet to say that, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, uh, fingers crossed, I get some uh, opportunity to do the Prince uh, thing. I wouldn't know what to do with that. What would I do with that? Of course you would. It's just it's fun, you, you know. I don't know. It's it, you just. I mean, your 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 wit just. I don't know. I just I just think. Uh, everything, I don't know, maybe Jimmy, I don't know, Carl and Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, swap some stories, I don't know. Carl they, Lewis? Aren't they? Huh? The Olympiad? No, Jimmy Jam and, and you know, the, the the producer guys, the Kevin Garnett's best friends that still live up here, aren't they? Didn't they? Aren't they? <laughs> hey, my friend, you're the one from there. I ain't. Yeah, I think they're still here. Well, they were here back when, because, uh, Kevin in the Kevin in the Kevin Garnett days he was he was spent a lot of time there because I think he was dating one of their daughters so it was a it was they were in the news a lot so hold on so you know the gossip on this thing but you don't know you're very confusing to me who's the we, greatest who's the greatest artist of all time from uh, Minnesota well uh, you're making me choose between. Uh, Prince and uh, Bob Dylan or Mr. Zimmerman. Uh, I can't do that. Or, 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 or you could uh, also be choosing from uh, Dave, got, Dave Perner from Soul Asylum. <laughs> Dave Perner, when I moved here in the 90s, was a uh, staple of a certain bar, and he was getting in a lot of fights, and everybody... And and uh, it was a whole thing. Him and Bob Skinson, and it was all it was an ugly time. <laughs> You're giving me the the real uh, lowdown here. Oh no no! Ask any. There's uh, friends of Tom. Many uh, many friends of Tom's from Minneapolis. They'll tell you some. They'll tell you some stories about uh, about a per- place called Liquor Lyles here in Minneapolis uh, that had uh, Mr. Dave Perner in it and Bob Stinson. And it was a it was notorious. It was a, it was a scene. Those were the, the those were the days, huh? Well, yeah, that was the days when um, you know everybody from here has a Prince story, and that's the days when um, His Royal Badness would be driving around uptown as he's wont to do, and he would uh, roll down the window in in his shaded limo just to get people's reactions, and then they'd scream, and then he'd laugh, and he'd put the wind the window up and drive back to Chan Hansen in Paisley Park, and. I know at least three people that have that story. Well, you're one of them. You're one of them. No, I didn't. I I never did. Nah, but you yeah. got the story though. Well, yeah. Again, I just wanted to uh, uh, loud uh, kudos for you, sir. For that it was a great, great, great piece of writing. I got to finish it. You didn't finish it. You don't know anything about it. It gets different. Well, I, I'm. I'm uh, from what I've read, I'm just a huge. Uh, it's just hugely entertaining, and I am indeed a first time, long time. So this is a great thrill for me, sir. I've been a big fan since 2010. I got the box set of Patreon, the whole thing. I just, well, I just, yeah, you're the greatest. Well, thank you, my friend, and you have a great night. All right, thank you, sir. Okay. Bye. All right, good night. All right, anybody else? Yeah. Let me say this. Don't put anybody oh. on yet. God. You listen to me. AP Mike, you there? He's coming to his mic. He's coming. Good. He's coming. 
He's laughing while running. Good. Good. Well, I hope he's not running carelessly. I'm good. What up, Tom? Oh. <laughs> now, Mike. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know people want from you? Yeah. They say to me. What? They say they want more AP, Mike. Yeah. They say they just want more. They want some content, huh? They want some content. My marketing people keep telling me that. Give more content. <laughs> Let's give them some content. Okay. What would you think about this, Mike? Okay. I'm going to pitch you. And God knows why I'm the one pitching you on anything. Right? Yeah. God knows why I'm the one jumping through hoops uh-huh. on this. Okay. Why don't we do a, but why don't we do uh what, what if we did this? There's me. And there's you, mm-hmm. and there's Pat, mm-hmm. and there's Dudio, right? Yeah. What if we did this? Because I'm going to say this right now to everybody listening. I, first of all, want to say I know there ain't been as much uh, Patreon content as there should be. I know that. It hurts my heart. I know that. I'm going to fix it, though. I'm going to fix it. It's going to be, you're going to get what you wanted going to fly right. Best show's going to fly right now. What do you think about this, Mike? I what if what if we each came up with a show that the other one had to do? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Had to execute the concept of and it went up on the Patreon because which first of all people don't know the Patreon, that's how the best show stays on the air. We don't have ads or listener uh support in in terms of uh, advertisements or things like that and there's no paywall. We have this Patreon account, best show. It's, it's patreon.com slash the best show. And that's how you support the show. And we send you things for supporting the show. And we put original content that is exclusive to Patreon up there. So why don't we do, what if I did this, Mike? What if we did this? I came up with a show and you had to do it. Mm. Right. <laughs> okay. And then conversely, you can come up with a show idea that me or any of the other uh, uh, of of us would have to do. Mm-hmm. So, are are all four of us going to be participants when and, and there'll be just like one of us is leading the show, or is it just you know me and I can bring in guests or? Oh, you do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, you bring in guests. Mm-hmm. Would you? And what about this, Mike, as a show idea? It's called Bayonne Nights. <laughs> yeah. And this is what it is. Yeah. It's you mm-hmm. driving around in, in not your car or maybe your car or yeah. a car, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get you and a guest mm-hmm. driving around Bayonne. Yeah. And you tell stories. Maybe you stop off, get a grab a cold one somewhere, right? A live remote? You talking about? No, this is pre-recorded. Pre-recorded. Okay. It'll go up on the Patreon. All right. I have a Zoom. That's exactly. You have a Zoom. Yeah. I, what I need the microphones though. What, what, what kind of microphones do you suggest? Because they have those little built-in ones, right? But somebody you said, can just use those. Well, we'll get you. We'll get you. We'll, uh, look, Dudio will set you up. Yeah, we yeah. got mics. We got we got I, the we got the equipment, Mike. The zoom in. I got the uh, tech hook up. Yeah, yeah. I think I have a, a host I could drive around with. Or we get somebody. We will. We'll put you in. A, we'll put you in a car. 
Yeah. Would you do that, Mike? Yeah, I like this idea. Would you do it sometime in January for me? January, okay, yeah, not January. Oh, this, guy, this, guy, this guy's moaning about this guy. This is this is what I get. This is I what I get. No, 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 no. That's what I get. Did I just tell you it's wide open? It's guy says, exactly. Guy says to me, guy says, yeah, I got nothing going on. And then I say, well, could you do this in the next three and a half weeks? Oh boy, January. Huh? Let me think. No, I can do it. I get I get grief. Uh-huh. I'm kidding, Mike. How long you want a segment? You do, you do, uh, do, an, do, do a 45 minute show. Okay. No less than 45 minutes. All right. You do as much as you want, but let's say 45 minutes is the, is the, is the, uh, minimum. Mm-hmm. I'll and, see if I can get some, uh, I have one guy in mind. He would be, uh, interesting, but he's not drinking now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how interesting he is now, but, um, maybe I can get some people to talk to. Yeah. The wheels are spinning, Tom. Okay. I love it. Well, let's – oh, let me just – Mike, I'm doing 80 things at once here. Yeah. I got to write these things and keep everything on track. Mm-hmm. Ay, ay, ay. Mike, I tell you. <laughs> One thing I know, Mike, is grownups3script.com, it's it's on fire. Mm. Oh, boy. Hmm. People like it. People like this thing. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm promoting it. Have you seen me promoting it? I have. Yeah. And now I will say to you, Mike, you now have the option to say what show I would do or any of the other people would do. But give you, give it a thought. Yeah. yeah you don't have to rush into it. Yeah. I'm sleep on it, as they said. Yeah. Just like Meatloaf said. Why don't you sleep on it? Remember when he said that, Mike? Yeah. Remember, it was like, oh, 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 let me sleep on it. Baby, baby, let me sleep on it. Oh, let me sleep on it. I'll give you my answer in the morning. Remember that song? Yeah. Those were the days, huh? Mm-hmm. When Meatloaf. Friend, friend of mine would play that album over and over. I mean, that, that record was just drilled into my head. When yeah. It it's, a, it's a good record. Yeah. It's a fake Bruce Springsteen record. It's got basically E Street bands back in back in a meatloaf up. Yeah. That album, Hotel California. Any other albums that you listened to back then? Stranger. Which one? So you listen to Meatloaf, yes. Eagles, Billy Joel. Who else? Uh, ELO's no, 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 no. Who else? Boston. I'll stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Imagine... This look, you got to admit, even if you're the biggest Eagles fan in the world, the day one of them walks in and says, "I wrote a song called Hotel California," wouldn't you be like, "Look, that sounds like something we're going to each make three hundred million dollars off of," but it also sounds pretty stupid. 
you would just have to, you would literally have to like do the weighing of your hands, be like the pros and cons, like <laughs> pros, $300 million each uh-huh. cons <laughs> being an architect of the dumbest recording to date. I've heard it's very big in Mexico. Well, there's that cover of it that was in the Big Lebowski. They even did. They played that. It was who was that? That was the Gypsy Kings. Gypsy Kings, yeah. Yes, yeah. I've so I've spoken to people who said that it helped them with their English. Hotel California. That album, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah that album sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so. So, Mike, you come up with it. I want you to do Bayonne Nights. Bayonne Nights, right. And it's you driving around in a car. And we should get some. You know what you need is a soundtrack for, like, sleaze music. I'm already thinking of the spots already. The diner. The quick check. Yeah, see? Masses. This guy's off to the races already. Ready, yeah. The closed down Frank Theaters. No. No. Right? Well, there's a hula hand there. We could probably You go to the hula hand. Go say say hi to Mary Hulhan. Uh, the Sonic, of course, you got to hit the Sonic in Bayonne. Yeah. You guys didn't. You guys didn't ruin the Sonic yet in Bayonne. <laughs> Still going, believe it or not. Yeah. A nice Sonic. <laughs> how, how did you guys not trash that yet? <laughs> well, it's sort of off the beaten path. It's sort of you got to yeah. go out on a highway. This is the music you need, like drive soundtrack kind of sleaze, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is how it should go. Let's go like. Well, no, that's the Hitchhiker. That's the music from the hit. Remember that show, Hitchhiker, Mike? HBO show? Oh, yeah, I didn't watch it. It was one of, that's when HBO was kind of like, well, I think they still are like this actually, where they'd be like, we want to do a show about a thing and it, people need to, ladies need to take their shirts off during it. Like, what if we did a sitcom about a football team? That's a great idea. Oh, one other thing. Every episode, we do need a lady to take her shirt off. That uh, no, but we'll get you. We need we need to get you some some old fashioned sleaze rock as your soundtrack, right? Yeah. Um, I want. Uh, let's let's make this happen, Mike. What do you think? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bayonne Nights. It's AP Mike. Well, I sort of. I mean, thinking about it, I did the video going way back when. Bayonne. That was Bayonne during the day, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this will be yeah, this will be the flip side. Yeah, showing everybody your your favorite uh, is a booth at the diner. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm more of a counter guy though. Okay, more of a counter guy. What do you? Let me picture you going into a diner. What do you sit down? You do you bring in something to read? No, I mean Tom, it's it's usually like four in the morning and I'm plastered. So you know. Okay, fair it's, enough. <laughs> it's it's. Uh, yeah, I don't go there for the uh, the buffet. What do you order? They have a buffet. I mean, it depends on how plastered I am. You know, some if I'm really bad, you know, I'll go for an omelet. You know, keep mm-hmm. it light. You know, but if I I didn't eat that night, you know, maybe I'll go for uh, there's a really nice chicken sandwich they have there. Ah, on a croissant. Oh, mm, sounds delicious. A mozzarella, a little roasted pepper. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like we got the Gordon Ramsay Jr. over here. <laughs> and the thing's enormous, so you get like. <coughs> okay, Mike. Yeah. Bayonne Knights. Bayonne Knights, I like it. Dudio? Yeah. Mike picks first, so you get ready. 
Okay. And everybody, go to uh, grownups3script.com and sign up for the mailing list. We're doing a new Besho mailing list, so you can get on that. Um, yeah, man. And we've got other shows that are potentially coming back, too. Oh, yes, they are. I'm telling yeah. you, people are going to look back at the end of 2020. They're going to go, yeah, I see what it was. I see. I get it. The kid threw it down. They're going to say the kid threw it down, and I'm the kid. They're going to say the kid threw it down. He took care of business. They'll say it. He delivered. They're going to say, what can't he do? It's a shorter list at this point. What can't he do? What is the expiration date on using the kid as a, as your own nickname, though? It's got to be an expiration <laughs> date. Is there? Is there? Why don't you go, Mike, why don't you go talk to Mike Love, one of the Beach Boys? The guy's 99 years old. The guy's 99 years old. He's singing song. He's singing, be true to your school. Uh-huh. Okay, that's true. This guy's up on stage saying, be true to your school. What's, what school is this guy? Yeah, you're right. This guy walks around. Imagine this guy walking around the hallways of a school. Mm-hmm. The school <laughs> would be on lockdown in five seconds. The police would be rushing in because they saw a guy with a, 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 a baseball cap. Yeah, guy's talking about drag racing. Imagine racing him. What's he driving? A PT Cruiser? This is your music, Mike. Something like this. Who can make Mike music like this? For Bayonne Nights. How's that sound, Mike? You like the feel of that? Yeah, that'll be like the uh, in-between segments, you know. Yeah. Segments. I, I play a little of that. Next thing you know, I'm at the diner. I'm at the quick yeah. check. Now we're going into the quick check. I'm going to see if they have any more of those single pickles <laughs> in bags. <laughs> yeah. You know what I noticed? I was actually in the, in the quick Two check. Two hard-boiled eggs, please. Oh. Did you know that Sour Patch, the, the candy? They have they, their own pickle now? No, they have some sort of... Uh, <laughs> Like Frogert or you know some sort of Frogert, yeah, like at a like machine. Gogurt at a at a machine. Like you 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 get a cup and you you squeeze this thing and you get some sort of sour patch concoction. Oh, that's disgusting. Not Mike. a Slurpee, but you know some sort of. Is it bit, creamy? I guess so. I didn't. I didn't. Two, buy well, first episode, you're going to have to, Mike. <laughs> you're going to eat a whole one. Right, first I'm, episode. I'm, now I'm we're going to go get some sour patch Frogert. I just found the angle for the <laughs> visit to the quick check. Oh, we're going yeah. to buy some Horrific. sour pouch stuff. Okay. Look, you do that. You, you, that's for, that's episode one. It's going to be you and your special guest yeah. going to get Frogert. Uh-huh. Who do you want to be your first guest? Brett, Brett Daniels? Well, you know, I was going to have my, uh, Bayonne connect, uh, who I had on the show, the, that time. Jim? Yeah, Jimmy. Why don't you get, what if you do this? Why don't you have two guests? One, uh-huh. one like kind of, cause you have a, you have a foot in both worlds, Mike. Yeah. You have a foot in, you have a foot in the, the, the world of comedy and a foot in the, the world of, uh, what would you call it? <laughs> the, you have, the underbelly, the underbelly. <laughs> yeah. The underbelly, the American underbelly. Yeah. yeah. That's a good podcast perfect, name too. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. 
American Underbelly, colon, Bayonne Nights. <laughs> right? Series. Tom Sharpling presents. No, here's what's going to Tom Sharpling presents American Underbelly. And then it'll be, it'll be like, I'll do all the American Underbelly shows. And then we'll do Bayonne Nights will be one of the American. It'll be like the, the, the blue chip franchise of the American Underbelly network. Right. And then we'll send Jason. Why don't we send Jason back to his old roots in West Virginia? Mm. Right. Get him back there. Get him in one of the coal mines or something. Radford Nights. Yeah. Radford Nights. Get him, get him to hang out in one of the towns that work with like the, the, the bucks, whatever that the, you know, that the, the owner of the mine shaft makes you take his like Harris, Harrison bucks. Yeah. Where they sell the, uh, mine canaries. Yeah. They sell the, they sell the mine canaries. They sell the, uh, the overalls and the, they make you buy your own helmets and picks. Yeah. We'll send you back. I'll go back. Then we'll send Pat. We'll drive him around in a car with Southside Johnny. (laughs) Yeah. What if we, the, the other one should be, what if we do this and don't even tell Pat this? I'm sure Pat's asleep. He's sick. I hope he's recovering. Pat, if you're listening, shut this off for the next 30 seconds. What if we just do a show with Pat where we say it's like Pat, Pat, it's called Pat the movies and like it's at the movies, but it's like Pat the movies, right? Yeah. And, and he has to go see whatever movie a listener suggests. He has to see and do like a, like his opinion of it. But we out, just out watching the movie, like into like a little microphone or something. But each movie is just, we, we keep saying that the audience keeps voting for Drowning Mona. The one movie he saw, uh, 41 years ago. Yeah. And he's still, he's still talking about it. Guy saw a bad movie. Can you believe, can you believe the indignity? Pat went to a movie that wasn't very good. I thought maybe we could send him to movie theaters, but give him the wrong time so that yeah. he gets there just too late and then he gets confronted, you know, by the uh, ticket. Yeah. Only at Al- uh, we Alamo keep, Draft House. We keep setting him up for a constant Alamo Draft House frustration. Yeah, yeah. It's called 10 Minutes Late with Pat. Because <laughs> <laughs> Pat showed up at a screening of, of a movie at Alamo Draft House and they wouldn't seat him because he was like 10 minutes late. It's just called 10 Minutes Late with Pat Byrne. Yeah, you and can do it at all these different theaters. We I mean, just I, keep I, making it. But we make him 10 minutes late for all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, he's got to deal with these people, yeah. you know, going to yeah. frustrate him. 10 minutes late for dinner reservations. 10 minutes late for uh, Alamo Draft House movie. Just all these things. He's got to show up 10 minutes late and deal with the frustration. <laughs> I love it. This is why I want to look with the show. Let's take some calls and then I want to, then I'll wrap it up. We're, we're building this okay. thing back up. All right. What do you got You're, for me? Line one, you are on. Line one, welcome. Hi, line one, welcome to the best show. Hi, this is Dee from Tacoma. Dee Dee from Tacoma. How are you tonight in Tacoma, Dee Dee? Oh, just fine. Thank you so much. I'm sorry, I'm like, I've been on hold for like an hour, so. Uh, Dee Dee, the the wait is over. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, no, I've actually, I'm a first time, long time. Okay. But yeah, I know. Like, 
And I think I have one of the weird distinctions of uh, talking to you outside of the best show. Uh, where did you where did you talk to me? Uh, I've uh, actually texted you the last couple of weeks. I'm dating Zoe. Oh yes, we talked. It's good to hear from you. How are you? Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Uh, I've been good. Like today's been weird, but like um, uh, just a lot going on. I've been reading the Grown Ups Three uh, script. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You didn't finish it yet. I haven't. I started on the bus earlier. Yeah, you'll get. You'll get there. You'll get there, Dee. Dee, why don't you tell everybody about about your friend? And is, is your friend's uh, uh, dilemma still ongoing? Um, it's ongoing. Um, uh, Zoe, she's called into the best show before. She's mm-hmm. a, um, from Olympia. I love. I love looking at Twitter first. Let me just say this, Dee. I look at Twitter. And somebody yelling at me because I, because I, 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 I basically said that, uh, Five Easy Pieces was a Hal Ashby movie, which I knew it wasn't. <laughs> I was teasing you and I knew someone would, would blow a fuse. And there we go. Look at this tweet. Ashby didn't do Five Easy Pieces. You like Five Easy Pieces, uh, S bag. They, that's what these Hal Ashby fans are like. They really acquit themselves nicely in uh, in society. Can't you, you say you're not nuts about one of their movies? They they call you names. They call you names. It's sick, sick and I sad. I could get yelled at right now uh, on Twitter just for saying that I've never seen a Hal Ashby movie. I oh. guess. Oh, they'll they 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 won't be able to handle that. Yeah, what? I know. I know how um, a lot of like. Film fans can be, especially. Yeah. I'll say this: if I want to watch a movie about uh, hair, hair, hairstyling that has a uh, a, a political undercurrent to it, you know, a movie I'll watch. I'm not going to watch Shampoo. I'm watch uh, Don't Mess with Zohan. <laughs> better. It's a better movie. Is Dave Matthews? Does Dave Matthews play a white supremacist in? Uh, Shampoo? I don't think so. Right? Does Mariah Carey have a uh, featured uh, part in Shampoo? I don't believe so. I would definitely watch that movie if either of those things were true. Is John Turturro uh, is John Turturro uh, playing a playing a fast food uh, Palestinian fast food magnate in Shampoo? No, I don't believe so. How much hacky sack is in shampoo? Zero. How much is in don't mess with the Zohan? Lots. I'm going to have to like go to the 7-Eleven and buy don't mess with the Zohan. Like, unless it's streaming somewhere right now. It's on, like, uh, it's on, have you ever heard of Netflix? Oh, I, I've, I have, I have. Well, you should check it uh, out. It's up there. I saw Uncut Gems, and so reading the Grown Ups 3 spec script is, like, kind of like something else with the metacontextual stuff going on with it. But picture when I wrote it. I wrote it back in, I wrote it back in early April. I know, I yeah. wrote it before I saw Uncut Gems. I wrote it before that. Yeah, you're a visionary. 
on that. Like, Why, thank you. Look, a visionary, I w- I, it's, it's a hard – there's certain words – I will say this. Certain words make me uncomfortable to call myself hero, visionary, <laughs> genius. <laughs> I can't say them about myself. Can others? It's up to them. I'm not going to beat that drum. I'm just a, I'm just a lunch pail guy, a hard hat out here just making my way through the world. Carrying my lunchbox around like Billy Braver. It's an inside, uh, WTF moment. And by the way, <laughs> WTF, I want to say congratulations to, uh, to Mark Marin who got, uh, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio on, on, uh, on, uh, WTF and, uh, very exciting, and uh, it, it's it's a, one of the one of the things I didn't hear it yet, but I heard about it from our friend Brendan, who produces the show with Mark and and uh, Brad Pitt said to uh, when they met, I, I guess Leonardo DiCaprio said to Mark, Brad, all he did was talk about your TV series the whole time we filmed the movie, and Brad Pitt go uh, goes on record and says. He watched every episode of Marin, uh, Mark's show, three times. And he's like, super, super into it. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that crazy? Yeah, I know. I've seen that show like once on Netflix so far. And like, I, I like that, the idea of that being his version of like Friends or The Office, just like a comfort sitcom that he goes to. Yeah, that's his. So you know what the crazy thing about that is, or one of the crazy things about it, Brad Pitt knows who Andy Kindler is now. <laughs> Brad Pitt has watched Andy Kindler act. And Brad Pitt now has also watched Jonah Ray act. Jonah Ray stealing a beer from Brad Pitt is closer than ever as a reality. Jonah, you're so much close. You're so close to stealing, to snaking a beer from from Brad Pitt. What? I didn't know I took it. I just saw a beer. Still, still gets in. It still, it still irks me a little bit. Still irks me. I can't. I can't help it. I can't help it. Yeah, no, that. Yeah, of course. I can't help it. He 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 he, he, he took my beer. He looked. I didn't even like beer. Hold on one second. Just let, let me play this. Hold on. This will this will this will answer all the questions. On the freeloader's guide to easy living. Hi, I'm Jonah Ray. Check your scruples at the door because this is drink for free on the freeloader's guide to easy living. And this is a guy who said to me, "I didn't take your beer." And this is what he said. This is the kind of thing, this makes me feel like bleeping Matlock when I have things like this. Like I'm winning the case in a courtroom. Here's something you may not know about me. I haven't paid for a drink in over four years. That's a receipt. Thank you. That, yeah, no, it's evident. Yeah. 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 Finish that quick case. Yeah. And here's another thing that Jonah said, which drove me nuts. I'm warning you with peace and love, but I have too much to do. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. So, so real quick, tell tell. Do you want to tell tell me about Zoe's situation? Tell the listeners about it, real quick, or not, or they can just check it out. I tweeted about it. They can look it up there. 
he tweeted about it and actually it made the fun uh the fundraiser got met so thank oh. you so much for doing that and that's fantastic then that's that's what matters yeah. uh, that things get taken care of and that uh, uh people are treated fairly like they deserve to be treated especially people who are trying to do the right thing do not get uh mistreated and abused it's terrible and i'm glad i could just at least spread the word on a little bit all right well thank you for the call i gotta i gotta close it out here Uh, earwolves they throw me out here at a point so you you have a grand evening and happy new year you too okay bye who else we got one final call one final call here we go line three you're on Hi, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? This is Rachel from Eureka, California. Rachel from Eureka, California. What's going on in Eureka tonight, Rachel? Not a whole lot. Just have all my lights on and a wood fire going, and my husband is making me dinner, and my dog is barking at AP Mike and (laughs) having fun listening to the best show. What are you looking forward to in 2020, Rachel? I don't even know. I don't even like to look forward to the next week. So that's fine. And uh, going on trips and hopefully uh, moving forward with my life. Good. That sounds like a plan. <clears throat> that sounds like a plan. And I think it would be also amazing if you brought back Dog Sember, maybe for twenty twenty. We'll end we'll end, we'll end twenty twenty with Dog Sember, okay? Yes, that's my number one because I have a song I sing to my dog when she doesn't do what I want her to do, and I'd love to call back again and sing it for you. I can't wait. Let's put it down on the books. We'll do that in December. And what about? I'll say this. Anybody, if they name their dog after a best show character, I'll, uh, I want to know about it. I want to take, like, if, there, if somebody named their dog AP Mike, for example. Right? Wow. What, what, what is your dog's name, Rachel? Abby. Abby Zab, Zip Zab, Abby Soros. <laughs> Do you ever play Abba Zabba for your dog by, by, uh, Captain Beefheart? Wake your dog up. She's, I, I'm sure she's probably heard it before, but I've never played it just for her. No, you should no. get that dog going in the morning, right? Here's here's what you're. It's like in the morning for you. Dog's lying there, right? You got to right. get your day started. This dog's got to go uh, go uh, do her business. So this is what you do. You put a speaker right behind the dog, and dog's in a little dog bed. You crank it like this. You're playing. Oh, I know why. Here we go. No. She liked it. I put the phone up to her and she started licking my face and wagging her tail. So it's a new morning ritual. Dog is begging you to stop. <laughs> what kind of dog is, is uh, Abby? Uh, she's what I call a pound puppy, but I'm pretty sure she's got a lot of whippet in her. Mm-hmm. Like the small greyhound. And naturally, if your dog has whippet in in uh, her, you say, 
whip it good, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. There's no way that one was left on the table. You're using that one regularly. My dogs will whip it. Of course. Whip it good, right? Good. <laughs> right. Correct. Maybe I'll, what if I went, oh, I just fat, I, holy moly. Rachel, I just came up with the idea that makes me rich the way Hotel California made the Eagles rich. Please tell me. Get ready for this. I open, okay. I open up a business. I write the songs and record the songs about your dog. Right? Speechless. Just imagine. Cause look, you get these, uh, people write these songs about their dogs and they're just like, Abby is my dog and we like to walk down the street. That sucks. No offense. It does. It but does. you get me on the job suddenly like, Abby is my dog. Whip it. She is a whip it. Whip it. Right? That is, and you can have She's a whip it. Wow. Right? Whip it good. Yeah, whip it good. Boom, 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 boom. Abby is my dog. I just figured the million dollar idea, million dollars, $300 million idea out. Professional dog songs that you can, that I, we will record with your dog's name in it and all the references to your dog in it. Here we go. What? So here's my request. This is a song that I've already done. Yeah. Uh, Zombie, but it goes. Ha 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 Right with your leash and your bone and your bone and your leash. Right. The heck yeah, goes. But it's more to do with her getting into her bed. So it's in your bed. Get in your bed. Oh, I like it. Ha 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 in your bed, get in your bed, ha ha be, ha ha be, right? Hey. You just gotta stay alive. I just gotta stay alive. I got the whooping cough. I got the whooping cough. I'm, uh, I gotta see this business get off the ground. CAP Mike. Uh, I tell you this. This is what I also want to say. I'm saying this, this is a legal document right now. Legal audio document. If you're listening to this, I am dead. Let me keep going, please. If you're listening to this, I am dead. I only have a couple requests. One is that AP Mike and Jason Dudio Gore are not to get one nickel from this dog songwriting business. <laughs> they did. They did nothing to start it. They did not contribute to it. They are, they are uh, verboten. Keep them away from, keep them away from, from this business. I don't want them writing, I want Mike writing some weird songs about people's dogs. Hey, Devin, erase the tape on your side. I'll do the, the same on ours. No, no, don't. <laughs> don't. All right, Rachel, I'm going to say goodnight to you. Thank you. For the call. I appreciate it. Happy New Year. Thank you so much. Happy New Year to you. Of course. And everybody out there, I want everybody that listens to the best show to know this. You know one thing. I want you to know something. Your guy, Tom, he's on the job. Tom ain't messing around. 
Tom's old business. Best show, man. Best show's coming for you. My fist, your face. That's what we do in 2020. You're going to see clear. You're going to see my fist coming at you. You got 2020 vision. Your 2020 vision is going to be my fist, your face. So you listen to me. It hasn't happened yet. The best part of this whole thing hasn't even happened yet. First thing I dropped on your heads was Grown Ups 3. Some people would look, they'd be like, ah, I couldn't come within a hundred miles of that thing in my life. I didn't even tell everybody how long it took me to write it. Because Colette had to say six hours. Makes, it makes anything sound stupid. Well, it was uh, more than six hours. It was. But you listen to me. All you bums and half-wits and sneaks and fake friends and rats. You're all getting walked into the ocean this year. This is Tom's decade, you hear me? It's Tom's decade. It's Tom time! It's Tom time! You got me, Mike? Mike? Guess he's not there. He's running to the mic. He's running to the mic. You got me? Mike, it's Tom time. This is Tom's decade. This is it. It's probably going to be my final decade, but I'm putting it all in on this one. We're all in, baby. You along for the ride, Mike? Just writing, writing out the script for uh, AO Night. I like that. You got fire. You're, 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 you're my favorite now, Mike. Studio? You ready? Oh, I'm ready. For 2020? I'm in. Name three things you want to do. Name two things you want. Name one thing you want to do professionally and then one thing best show that you want to do in 2020. Uh, okay. Uh, professionally, I'd like to do Midlife Crisis at Edinburgh. That's, that's your one-man show, which is a yeah. runaway hit, which everybody likes. I hear so many good things about it. When are you doing it next, by the way? Uh, the next show is next uh, Wednesday, the 15th, 7.30, Hell's Kitchen. All right. Theater. That's great. People and of New then, York, check it out. And what about best show-wise? What do you want to do? I'm, uh, I'm ready to bring back Meet My Friends. Yeah, friends. well, guess what? I almost called a name. I almost said, guess what, B-word? It's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. I'll say to you, guess what, my friend? Meet my friends. The friends is coming back. It's not on Netflix, but it's going to be in your hearts. If that's right. It's off Netflix now. Friends is off Netflix. Till May. Till May. That's when it comes back. But you want to know? You want to know what? We'll be back. We're coming back. So get ready. I saw Jason's show, Tom. Did you like it? I enjoyed it. That's Big great. Crowd. Big crowd. Can you? Julie uh, Klausner was there. Yeah, Julie Klausner was there. She, she's, she's great, and uh, she's a, she's a part of, she's a part of Tom Time Twenty Twenty. You would have enjoyed this, Tom. I, I want, I just want to say one thing about Mike being at the show. I look oh, out no. in the audience. It was a good house. Yeah. Um, there were about four children, ages five to twelve, sitting next to Mike. While he's just drinking a beer. Was it Willy Wonka? <laughs> it was this, 
the tiniest children. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a you know a, an aisle hog you know yeah. take the first you were in the middle so you were I, in so the I, middle so I moved into the middle so I get a good you know center view and I'm followed by this family yeah Swiss family Robinson and uh, <laughs> really looked like it they really looked like it <laughs> and a kid next to me you know there's some adult material in the show and this kid's laughing it up I'm like okay you know I didn't know what that word meant when I was that age but. You obviously do. You know, interesting. Great story. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was. It was a really great story. I appreciate that story. And Mike? Yeah. Still my favorite. Dudio? Yeah. You're hot on Mike's heels. Okay. I want you to take that hunger and use it. Oh, I'm, yeah. Use it. I will destroy him. I want to thank... Earwolf for their facilities so generously sharing them I want to thank my friend Devin for for engineering and keeping things tight on this you're you're a champ it's my pleasure always and I want to thank everyone who listened and I want to tell you to go to spread the word on grown ups 3 come on help me out grownups 3 script.com get it everywhere it's the best thing I've ever done and I tell you look out 2020 it's Tom time. Look out. Here we go. Good night, everybody. Jason in Brooklyn, what's up, Jason? Hi, Mike. You know, I've been listening to you for a while, and you've always said that your uh, radio show has been very unique in that you could always turn on the car, you always could turn on the, your show on the car with the kids in the car. Absolutely. And you don't have to worry about any foul language. Absolutely. Um, right, so how come in the movie, like, your part, well, you know, you had to curse. Why, why, why couldn't you just, you know, do your part without cursing? Because they, they asked me, but that's not my brand. The movie is an R-rated movie that I don't think you're going to be taking your kids to, and uh, has nothing to do with my TV, my radio show, which is for 35 years, a show you could turn on and can turn on any day, and you'll never hear me doing any scatological stuff you'll never hear me doing any nasty stuff you won't hear me saying anything foul or doing anything for a cheap thrill or any of that stuff and that sticks to this day so you can turn it on with your kid in the car every day the movie was a script i could agree to do it or not do it it was a script i stuck to the script okay so why do you agree to curse on on you know while everyone sees again, how you're right that's, that, that's something that people don't want to see what do you mean they don't want to see it? don't see it don't go see it i have no problem with that it's an r-rated movie you don't have to go see it. It's an R-rated movie. If you don't want to see it, it's an R-rated movie. You don't have to go see it. That has nothing to do with my radio show. If you don't see the difference, then I can't help you. But you will never hear anything on this show that would in any way offend anybody in your family. Ever. Not one day. Ever. Never has. Never will. So, and I stick by that. And I've always stuck by that. So you can turn it on with your kids in the car any time. Any time. You will never have to say... Oh, what are they talking about? Oh, look at the language he used. Oh, look what he's talking about. Look at the subject matter. You'll never have to do that ever, not once, nor have you ever had to in 35 years. 